Hello. Um, reading is Psalm 33 today, which is on page 560 of your church Bibles. It's also on the screen, enjoyably, so you can cross-reference, see if they're the same. Um, page 560, Psalm 33. I'm going to read all of it. Sing joyfully to the Lord, you righteous. It is fitting for the upright to praise him. Praise the Lord with the harp. Make music to him on the ten-stringed lyre. Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully and shout for joy. For the word of the Lord is right and true. He is faithful in all he does. The Lord loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of his unfailing love. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made, their starry host by the breath of his mouth. He gathers the waters of the sea into jars, and he puts the deep into storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the people of the world revere him. For he spoke, and it came to be. He commanded, and it stood firm. The Lord foils the plans of the nations. He thwarts the purposes of the peoples. But the plans of the Lord stand firm forever, the purposes of his heart through all generations. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people he chose for his inheritance. From heaven, the Lord looks down and sees all mankind. From his dwelling place, he watches all who live on earth. He who forms the hearts of all, who considers everything they do. No king is saved by the size of his army. No warrior escapes by his great strength. A horse is a vain hope for deliverance. Despite all its great strength, it cannot save. But the eyes of the Lord are on those who fear him, on those whose hope is in his unfailing love, to deliver them from death and keep them alive in famine. We wait in hope for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. In him our hearts rejoice we trust in his holy name. May your unfailing love be with us, Lord, even as we put our hope in you. This is the word of the Lord. So we're thinking about a new song, Psalm 33, a new song. And uh, it says, verse 3, sing to him a new song, play skillfully like these people and shout for joy. I think there was a bit of that, that how great thou art. Cool, you sang that really well. I, I thought that was great. So I, I think you, you know a bit about this. And we can sing a new song of praise as God is so good. And maybe it's a new song we have created with our changed lives, reflecting the creative God in whose image we're made and the God who sings over us like a parent with a newborn baby. So let's just pray before we look at this psalm together. So Lord, we thank you so much We've sung your praise. We've come here to to do business with you this evening. We thank you you're here with us. And we pray, Lord, that you will will speak to us. Uh, You've been speaking to us already. And we pray we will listen. And we will see how great you are, how loving you are, how good you are. We ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen. So the first thing I want to do is talk about the structure of of the psalm, and the structure of the psalm is like bookends, bookends. So um, this psalm was a new song when the composer wrote it. We don't know if it was David, uh, it might have been. Uh, and if we look at how, how this anonymous person who wrote it uh, wrote under the 
the uh, inspiration of the Holy Spirit, it, it, we can see better what it's saying to us, I think. So I want you to imagine bookends, and I think we're going to get a picture of them now. If you imagine the words of the psalm, so you've got these verses, and you've got two bookends there of praise. I don't know if you can see the words praise. I don't know if they're big enough for you there. But they're bookends of praise and worship. So the beginning and the ending verses in this psalm, surrounding these middle verses, uh, which are like the books in the middle of the graphic, these, are, these bookends are of praise, worship, and hope. And they're fitting for us, the psalm tells us. They're fitting for us. They're good for us. And they reorient us to reality in life. And the bookends are what we do. So there you are. They've got the words. Um, and... These are about what we do. Um, that is, praise God for his unfailing love in verses 1 to 3. And in those last few verses, which we'll say later together, uh, they're also what we do again there in rejoicing and looking forward in hope to what God will do. So that's, that's the structure of this psalm. And then the middle verses, if you have the next slide, that's lovely. They're, the middle verses tell us why we praise God, the reasons we praise him why God is worth praising, what God is like, what God does. That's the middle verses. Uh, They tell us about how powerful and loving God is in creation. We'll talk a bit about that. His involvement in the future of the world. The nations may have plans, but it's the Lord's plans that are going to come to fruition. The nation may think they're powerful with their armies. They're nothing compared to God's power. The nations can't deliver from death. Only God can do that. Only God can give us life. We're going to think about those things. So these middle verses tell us why we praise God and how wonderfully loving and powerful he is in creation, his involvement in the future of the world. They tell us something of what God is like, what he's done, what he's going to do. Now, let's change the scene slightly. We didn't see one of these this evening, did we? Sadly. But when you look at that sunset... What goes on in your mind? Just think now. When I look at that, what do I think? Have a think about the sunset. What comes into your mind? I'll give you a moment to think. That was a brief moment, but I hope you've had a few thoughts. But most people, I think, generally people enjoy seeing a sunset. And if you follow Jesus singing a new song with him, then I believe there's another dimension. There's another aspect to it. Because we can also thank God for what we see in a sunset. As he, in his great creativity and love, made the sun, our planet, and all that is. So when we look at that beautiful sunset, we look also at the beautiful creative mind of God who spoke and it came into being. And if you're like me, I'm often blown away by the experience and thankful to God for the amazing sunset. I also want to praise God for how wonderful he is, how creative he is, how beautiful God's mind is to create such a beautiful world for us. Now we're going to change scene again now. Now, I've worn glasses since a very young age. If I take these off, I would hardly see anything. And when you get a pair of glasses for the first time, it's amazing. I don't know if you... I can see some people with glasses around here. I don't know how bad your sight is, but some of you know what I'm talking about. But 
When you get a pair of glasses, you imagine I'm a kid, I get a pair of glasses for the first time. It's amazing. Because before I'd seen the world in a slightly blurry, muted sort of way. And suddenly you've got these glasses and you, you can see with a new clarity, a new clearness. You can see the colours in all their richness. You know, it's wonderful. It's exciting. It helps you experience life in a much richer way. And of course, when I began trusting God back in 1979, trying to follow Jesus, it reminded me then of, of getting a new pair of glasses so I could see the colours of the world around me more richly and with more clarity. I could see things I couldn't see before. I could understand the world in a clearer way. When I became a Christian, the Holy Spirit showed me, like that pair of glasses, this, this world in a new way. And I, I then began, that was when I really started to thank God and start praising God for his love and his beauty and his creativity. I don't know, you could all tell similar stories, I'm sure. Many of you. But it was that point when I, it was like I started singing a new song that God had put in me through his spirit. I started singing a new song. And, and it talks about this in this first verse. Sing joyfully to the Lord. You can see it on the left there. Sing joyfully to the Lord, you righteous. It's fitting and upright um, to praise him. Praise the Lord with heart. Make music to him on the ten-string lyre. I think Janelle, she left her ten-string lyre at home tonight. So she just brought the guitar. But she could have brought one. I tried to get the sound of one. I had real problems on YouTube, so I gave up in the end. Praise the Lord with heart. Make music to him on the ten-string lyre. Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully. Shout for joy. Now, I'm no musician, but the new song was created even me as I turned to Jesus. A new joy came into my life. I want to shout about how great God is. I drove people completely bonkers about it, actually. Lots of people. I was experiencing a new reality as I began connecting with this God who made me, made the world, saved me from the muted grey life without him. But I couldn't sing that new song alone. I couldn't do it. I needed help. I needed encouragement from others, people like you. I also want to sing and shout and praise God for how good he is. So when we meet together with other Christians like we are tonight, that's what we can do. We praise and worship together. And we have the skillful musicians over here who can lead us and help us to do this. Thank you, musicians. So the challenge really here is when we come together to praise and worship God, do we do it in a muted way? Or do we show enthusiasm? Do we sing joyfully and shout for joy? When we turn up to church or whatever, wherever we're praising God together, what's our attitude? Now, we all react in different ways, I think, to exciting events and things that we do, don't we? If you watch football, now you may not like football, but I'm using football as an example. If you watch football managers, you can see this. Some of the managers are quite self-controlled and muted as they urge their players on in the match, like Serena Wegman, the, the manager of the female uh, team at the moment, the female England team. She's quite, she's quite controlled, isn't she? She's, but I'm sure she's urging them on. She's really urging them on. But then, in contrast, Jose Marino. Now, he, he sometimes goes bananas, doesn't he, and does all sorts of things. So he's much more expressive, you know. So I'm sure when we come to church and we worship, we're all, 
We're all different personalities. We'll react in different ways. But how are you when you go to an exciting event like a football match or something like that? Something excites you. Do you sing joyfully and shout for joy for those you are supporting in that football or whatever it is? And then think about how are you when you come to church? How are you when you worship the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the wonderful God who we see in Jesus and worship through the power of the Holy Spirit? How are you there? When you come to church, do you rejoice and shout for joy? Are you, am I, as enthusiastic in church as we are, say, on the terraces in the football match? I thought that was a little challenge that maybe this passage could, uh, this psalm could put before us. Now, I know we're different personalities. Some people will show that more than others. But you, only you know how much enthusiasm and shouting you're coming with. But what I was really pleased about, because we have got competition on the Heath, haven't we? With the music on there today. There's a concert going on, if you don't know. And we did drown them out in here earlier when we were singing. So I was very pleased. Well done, everybody. But also... If you're anything like me, sometimes you find it harder to uh, rejoice and shout for joy than others. It depends what's going on in your life, doesn't it? You know, sometimes it's a real struggle if you're facing difficulties in life. But I think that God's always good. Think about God. God's always good. God's always there for us. So I think this psalm encourages us to rejoice and shout for joy anyway. Just get on with it. It's good for you. It's fitting. It's fitting for you. So let's just, I'm going to pause just to pray for a moment and, and then we'll move on to the next part of the, the talk. So Lord, I just pray for all of us, Lord, that you'll bless us and fill us with your spirit and help us to really worship you, the King of kings and Lord of lords, when we come together and when we're on our own. Despite what's happening in our lives, we all have problems. Help us to always remember that you are good. Your love endures forever. You love us. You've saved us through Jesus on that cross. And help us to always shout for joy and rejoice in you to your glory and through the power of your spirit. Amen. So we've looked, we've looked at the bookends of rejoicing, shouting for joy and praising God. We've looked at these bookend verses. Now we're going to look at why, why we praise God, the middle verses. And the first thing I wanted to mention was, I've, I've thought this and I know other people think this, you might think, is God a bit needy or self-centered in wanting us to pray and praise and worship him? You know, does he kind of... He needs it, you know. You see some people on Facebook, they want to get lots of likes. Is God like that? Is that what he's like? Well, obviously I'm going to say no, but I'll explain why. Well, God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Father, Son, Jesus, Holy Spirit. He's in a loving relationship within himself before anything was. And he has this relationship of shared love in himself between the Father, Son and Holy Spirit, that family of love. And the reason he created the world, the reason he, he is because of love and he wants to share it with us. That's what it's about. It's about sharing that family love that God has with us. And he wants us 
to be in his family of love. And so in worshipping him and rejoicing in him, we're only acknowledging that reality, that God is love, and we're saying he's great. He's the source of all that's good and beautiful and just and lovely. That's what we're doing when we worship. And we're reorienting our thinking ourselves to this reality in our worship and it's good and fitting for us to do so it's good for us it fits us like a nice suit it fits us like a lovely dress or whatever you wear it's fitting for us to do so so when we sing a new song to the lord we only join in too with the song that god father son and holy spirit sings to us you probably know this verse Zephaniah three seventeen. it says the lord your god is with you the mighty warrior who saves, he will tra- take great delight in you. In his love, he will no longer rebuke you, but will rejoice over you with singing. God rejoices over us with singing. What a lovely thought. So God is not needy and self-centered. He just wants us to share in that family of love and to sing a new song with him and to him. <laughs> So why does the psalmist say we should praise God here? Well, if we look at verse 9, I don't know if you've got that there, but I'll show it you there. Um, It's because he made us and everything. For he spoke, it came to be, he commanded, and it stood firm. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made, their starry host by the breath of his mouth. God spoke, and the heavens, all that is, the universes and beyond, were made. Well, can you actually get your head around that? I mean, that... It's just amazing, really. We can't comprehend it, really, can we? I don't know if I can, anyway. Maybe you can. But just by speaking, God creates. That's another mind-blowing thing, like a sunset, isn't it? Now, I'm no musician, and I'm also no scientist, but scientists for many years have also been looking at how everything that is came into being. And the last thing I looked at Uh, The last time I looked, there was about 50% of scientists believed in God or believed in Jesus. About 50%. And sometimes people say that science and a view of reality that God made the world don't mix. They say, oh, that's not possible. You can't believe that. That's ridiculous. They think there's a contradiction between science and faith in Jesus, through whom John, a friend of Jesus, says... The world was created. It was created through Jesus. That's what John tells us. But if around 50% of scientists actually believe in God, they're the ones who know about science, not me, then surely it can't be a ridiculous idea to think that you can have science and faith in God going hand in hand. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made. Their starry host by the breath of his mouth. You see, there's a, there's, a, there's a question there that they can't answer because they don't know the actual beginning of everything as scientists, but we have an explanation here that God is the beginning of everything. God is everything. God is the great I am. And another thing is science is based on a general belief there's a consistency in the way the world and universe works and was made. And we can see that in verse 9. If you look at that, it says, For he spoke, it came to be, he commanded, and it stood firm, and it stood firm. So God commanded and his creation stood firm consistently. Uh, 
that's one, I believe, one of the basic beliefs of science, that there are consistent laws about how the world works, how the universe works. And you can see it there in this psalm. And thirdly, I think the basic question of how everything came into being is still not answered fully by science, but is answered fully in this psalm and other places in the Bible where it simply says, by the word of the Lord the heavens were made, their starry host by the breath of his mouth. That's where everything comes from. So that's another reason for praising God because he's unbelievably powerful, loving and just, made everything that is. Then if we, look, uh, if we look on, the second reason the psalmist mentions here is that God limits evil. That's another reason why we should praise him. God limits evil. Because God loves us all in a world where we have free will to ignore God's loving ways, unfortunately. And we often ignore him with disastrous results. You only need to look around at what's going on at the moment. So God limits evil. And, and these two verses, 10 and 11, refer to this. They say, the Lord foils the plans of the nations. He thwarts the purposes of the people. But the plans of the Lord stand firm forever, the purposes of his heart through all generations. And often nations and people come up with ungodly plans. And so ultimately, God limits their plans, thwarts their plans, so his plans of love can stand firm and be accomplished. So we've obviously got free will, but it's like God puts a limit on it and he won't let us go too far. And thirdly, God with his plan of love gives us hope, hope that we'll be delivered from death and suffering. Verses 18 and 19. The eyes of the Lord are on those who fear him, on those whose hope is in his unfailing love to deliver them from death and keep them alive in famine, to deliver them, us, from death. So the afflictions we all face, death and suffering, will be sorted out by, by God. Now the people then didn't know exactly how he was going to do that, but they did know he would do it somehow. So these three reasons the psalmist mentions about why we praise God in verses 4 to 19 can be summed up here. God spoke and all that is was made. God limits evil and his love for us in a world where we have free will to ignore God's loving ways. God limits evil. And God gives us hope that we'll be delivered from death and suffering. And I think they're great reasons to praise God. I don't know what you think. Do you agree? Good. Great reasons to praise God. Of course, the people, as I said, when that psalm was written, they didn't know as completely how we'd be saved, how we'd be delivered from death and suffering, uh, as we know now. We know now about Jesus coming. But of course, Jesus gives us that wonderful eternal life, beginning now and carrying on. If we turn to him and we put our trust in him, you can't beat John 3.16, to be honest, on this. And we had that, I think it was in the first song, wasn't it? It was talking about this. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And that is the new song that God sings to us, the song of of life in all its fullness with him, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, with that family of love, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So just moving towards the end now, 
God's always there for us. He gives us eternal life now and beyond death if we'll trust him. So this psalm tells us to rejoice and shout for joy enthusiastically. Maybe a bit like at a football match or a rugby match. I can see, a, I know there's a rugby fan at the back there. So let's, let's stand if you don't mind because I want us to say these last few verses together. And um, if, you, if you haven't, if you haven't kind of said, up to, said to Jesus, look, I'm going to trust you, then maybe you could use this to do that. But if you're someone who's already, already trusting Jesus, just, just use these verses to remind yourself and commit yourself to really shouting and praising Jesus. So those verses are up there. And this is the new song that we sing in our hearts. So let's say this together. So we wait in hope for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. In him our hearts rejoice, for we trust in his holy name. May your unfailing love be with us, Lord, even as we put our hope in you. So as as you take a seat now, just try and focus on anything that maybe I've said or anyone else has said or popped out of a song. As we hear this music, just have a few moments to just think about anything God might be saying to you so that you can respond to that love that he's shown you. Uh, so let's just, let's just focus. Don't, don't go away from here without actually listening to God and responding to what he's saying to you. We'll just have a bit of music so you can think. Lord, help us to hear what you've been saying to us this evening. Help us to trust you, Jesus. You're so good. And we know we're, we're nowhere near your goodness. We miss the mark. Help us, Lord, to trust you and turn to you and forgive us where we go wrong. And Lord, help us to celebrate you enthusiastically, filled with your spirit, and turn to you continually and shout for joy because you are so good. Amen.